welcome back to season two, episode eight of the Silver Bullet Saga. Coming off of a terrific week. Coming off of a terrific week where Ohio State was able to handle those Nittany Lions here at home in the shoe in front of a giant record crowd on senior day. I'm joined as always to help me break down the game. Adam, Adam, how you doing? Jesus Christ. Hey Ryan, good to be here. Uh, really glad we could take care of business by, uh, with uh, not our rivals uh, this past week. Uh, you know what they say, you know, the enemy of my enemy. I mean, I think everybody's enemy is Penn State. They're the worst. They're not our rival. They're just the worst. And I'm glad we won. Uh, we'll get into it later, but glad to be here. And uh, 11-0, man. Pretty exciting. Feels good. Feels real good. Adam, going into this game, we were a bit nervous, especially coming off of the last several years. You were at the game in Happy Valley last year. Why don't you let the people at home kind of know uh, your, why you have this disdain for Penn State? I mean, and I'm going up to Ann Arbor this weekend for uh, this game, but just the, the level of disrespect I got as just, just by not wearing white for their whiteout, I, I did wear red, as it, well, scarlet to be specific, as is customary for us Buckeye fans. You know, I was pushed, I was shoved, I was kicked all ever so slightly by these complacent Pennsylvania Knights. I couldn't have been more happy to take the wind out of their sails, Dwayne Haskins and I, more him than me, but I was definitely a part of it. The overall vibe at the end of the game, I think, uh, was something like, you know, uh, like letting the wind out of a, uh, out of a bag of air, something like that. Oh, very, yes. Or like a sad trombone. Eloquent analogy, and Adam has also discovered a, a sound effects panel that we're now introducing to the show, so we really appreciate that. Thank you, Adam. Please don't uh, overuse it. Anyway, we got out of the shoe last Saturday, Ohio State 28, Penn State 17. So an 11-point victory, quite a bit of room uh, to spare there. And if you look at what a lot of the national analysts uh, were looking going into this game, I think that's pretty close to what a lot of people were, were kind of guessing. Oh, excuse me. Things I wanted to talk about. Number one, it being senior day, Ohio State graduating one of its larger senior classes as it's had in the last few years. I think we had, Adam, I don't know if you remember the correct number or not, but I'm thinking it was like around 12 seniors. Um, yeah, I don't know specifically. No, that's fine. The, the, the big notable ones, uh, we know the names because they've been in the receiver room for a long time. Uh, K.J. Hill, who – was able to record a catch uh, in the game against Penn State and extends his crazy long uh, uh, reception like streak. I want to say it's over like 15 games. He he has consistently had at least a reception in a game. So, senior KJ Hill, senior Ben Victor, um, just some terrific players um, all over the field. Get getting to have their last game in the shoe. Um, kind of, I mean, pretty dominant as far as. Uh, any top 10 matchup really can go uh, in the first half. Ohio State outscores Penn State, you know, seven. They get a touchdown in the first quarter, touchdown in the second quarter. They go up 14-0, and they almost get another one going into halftime that really would have put the game on ice. Uh, and obviously, Penn State stays off the board. And I think definitely me as a fan, but I'm pretty confident going into the third 
and we roll out and we get a touchdown to start things off. So it's like, wow, now the game's on ice. We're up 21 to zero at that point. And then we just start having these issues holding on to the ball. Penn State, to their credit, puts together a pretty good um, drive. Probably their best, I think it was their best drive of the day, it was the first touchdown they scored in the third quarter. Um, yeah, here it is 75 yards on nine plays. Their backup quarterback goes in. And we're going to talk about that a little bit more, just how well the defensive line played uh, for, for some reason in particular, which we might get to. But uh, they put together one drive for a touchdown. And then after that, the Buckeyes pretty much opened the door back up to make this any kind of a game at all. You have a fumble. Uh, well, we didn't talk about that, but, you know, Fields fumbles on the goal line going in for a touchdown in the first half. Really, That would taking, have gone up two scores right there. Mm-hmm, taking a touchdown off the board. Um, but then the ones that, that we'll remember on the game score is Dobbins has a, a pretty bad fumble. He, he doesn't get, I mean, he gets hit and the ball gets tapped, but you can't have that. And then Fields has the same deal and just kind of weird two fluky plays that, that the first one goes back for a touchdown and then suddenly it's a one score game. And then the second one goes back for a field goal and props to the defense because both the fumbles took place in the red zone. So for, for them to be able to get a stop was kind of the difference in the game. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you talk about shooting yourself in, a, in the foot. I, I would say the Buckeyes this game used a 12-gauge shotgun, fired it three times, uh, going ahead and, and re-chambering a, you know, a new shell and firing it once again. The only one I, I, you can't really give up, you know, or give, give fault to, I would say, is the first one. Fields on the one. It's a freak play. The defender hits helmet to hand. You know, everybody's dropping that ball. It doesn't matter who you are. The other two, I think, really avoidable. Starts but, raining in the second half. Yeah, it starts raining. The ball's starting to get slip, slippery. But, I mean, they know – they know Dobbins and Fields know better than anybody how costly a turnover is. So, you know, it, it might have been also a product of uh, how many carries Dobbins had, wear and tear. And then Justin's was pretty close. I mean, some people argued that it wasn't a fumble at all on review, but – all that to say is, with all those turnovers, we we still won by 11 points, so you can't get too upset. And obviously the playoff committee, and we'll get to that more, but the playoff committee really, uh, you know, take the media out of it. They they watch the game. They decided for themselves. And, and we'll talk about that in a little bit. I want to finish on the game. Dobbins has one of his better games of the season. 36 carries was really the workhorse of the offense uh, for 157 yards and two big touchdowns. For the Buckeyes and then same deal with Fields really awesome game really played within himself just the one or the one bad turnover that upon review and maybe if it was a bigger game or a different uh officiating crew I think that that gets turned back over into you know him being down but that's okay he goes 16 for 22 on the day 188 yards and two touchdowns so really as, as far as the offense goes you got what you needed out of them definitely and then the defense just puts up an amazing game, just like they've been doing this whole season. Yeah, I mean, we sweated it watching in that third quarter. But, you know, I'm just glad, you know, another team, everything falls apart and you lose that game, you know, three turnovers like that. And mm-hmm. you're only only up two or three scores. And and they did what they needed to do to lose. Yeah, definitely. And you give credit to the uh, backup at Penn State. Uh and I'm not going to be able to think of his name right now, but 
being doing a great job falling forward, much Clifford, bigger quarterback. Clifford was a starter. I'm trying to think of the back backup. Levis, I think. Sean mm-hmm. Levis. Yeah, he uh much bigger guy. Definitely showed, you know, years to come, he's gonna be there, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And we'll Levis. see. Yep. Yeah. Uh what he turns into, but uh he did a good job of falling forward and, and not not uh doing too much to hurt their offense. I would say, you know, later in the game, some of his backup faults kind of came out, especially that pick to Justin Hilliard. That was just an awful, awful throw. But, uh, yeah, I don't know, much, not much else to say about it. I mean, without the turnovers, it's a blowout. With the turnovers, it was a 11-point victory. So Sure. Even in a rainy game, it, it doesn't really show it on the stat sheet, but – Fields gets the ball around. He had, I'm just counting it up here, eight receivers on the day, eight eight folks getting receptions at one point or another, a couple from uh, Dobbins and Teague. But used his uh, tight end record, got a, t- a couple pretty uh, great catches. And then, I mean, obviously the same cast of characters that's been dicing up defenses this whole year, Chris Olave, K.J. Hill, Austin, Austin Mack gets back on the field, you know, for the first time in a little bit with a nagging injury, but he's back for his senior senior day and some people were kind of thinking him and Victor were getting a couple more nods uh, than Alave this game just because it was senior day so pretty cool to be able to get to see them uh, put up some pretty crazy stuff so that kind of brings us into this well I no I mean I guess that's probably about it you know talking about Penn State I don't think there was really any uh what's that Who's, whose music is that? By God, that's Chase Young's music. Chase, Chase Young. Young, the return of the prodigal son. Ryan, did he do good on his on his return? Let me check. Let me just check the stats here. Yeah, he did good. Okay, good. He's he back from his two-game suspension. Chase Young back to lead the defense. The official stats get he three sacks on the day. Uh, four tackles for a loss. I mean, he was all over the ball. You saw him the entire – he almost had a strip sack uh, pretty early in the game where he's he's going for it and uh, he's getting held like crazy. He's got one arm up going for the ball. He can't get the quarterback down. But, I mean, just an animal. And it kind of speaks to the issues that Penn State was having on offense is just how little time their quarterbacks had to get to the ball. Oh, man. But the defense – just had a <clears throat> the defense had a terrific day. Baron Browning out there, one point five sacks. A couple other guys had a share of a sack. Like they they were living in the backfield. But Chase Young, obviously the story of it. And there's a reason that you know a little different than some of his predecessors with Nick Young and Joey or Nick Bosa, Joey Bosa. Like he was asked before the suspension. We haven't gotten to cover it a whole bunch, but you know Gene Smith goes in and says, you know Chase, this could be your chance if you just want to go to the league. Nobody's going to blame you. And that's the belief and love Chase Young has for his team is that he said he wanted to be here and finish out the season with these guys. So if that doesn't tell you that kind of the bond that the guys have in the locker room and kind of the belief, even the, you know, the elite group, the elite, the elite players have in kind of what this team's capable of. I don't know what's going to do it because Chase Young is going to be the number one pick. Now I hope it's not to the Bengals, me as a Bengals fan, but he, He's the best player in the draft, and whoever whoever takes him is getting a terrific asset. And for him to be able to say, no, it means this much to me to be able to stay with the team 
and finish out the season and kind of see where, where the season will take us. I think it's a pretty awesome thing to talk about. Great player. Great plays. Nice. Um, so we roll into uh, last night, Tuesday night, playoff committee comes out. I don't think a lot of Buckeye fans were probably even paying attention because most people probably thought things were going to stay course with LSU being ranked number one last week. And with the way the analysts have the way the analysts have talked it up this week, you would have thought that, you know, Ohio State might have lost the game. They played the Penn State because of how kind of they got drenched on those turnovers. Nonetheless, the the rankings come out and Ohio State shocks a lot of people, I think, by being ranked number one. And, you know, the committee come, comes out and says, listen, we're, we're watching the whole game here. And LSU's got a terrific offense and probably, we can admit it, probably the Heisman winning quarterback this year in Joe Burrow. But their defense has been getting gashed. And there's only one team right now that's playing it at a top five level on both sides of the ball, and that's Ohio State. So I think the playoff committee made a really brave choice putting Ohio State one. And for those fans that are like, you know, it's only week, whatever week we're in, week 11, you know, how can we put – what kind of what, – what does it really matter, right? LSU might jump us back. Well, for those, I'd say if, if – the only way that the, the committee was going to be willing to put us at number one is if they showed that they were willing to do it. And now they've done it twice. So LSU and Ohio State have both flipped uh, into the number one spot. The reason that that matters – and some fans – and I believe it. Woody said it too. To be the best, you got to beat the best, right? But if you can put yourself – even in a championship year in an advantageous position going into the playoffs, why wouldn't you? Right, Adam? Oh, absolutely. So if I think that, go ahead. Well, just going off what you said, that's exactly the position we could be in if we do go into the playoffs as one, just looking at the way things are going to play out logically. If we are one that puts Clemson and LSU in some type of order, probably LSU two and Clemson three, those arguably I those mean, are the two other best teams though yeah it's it's right now it's Ohio State and LSU those are definitely the top two teams in the country and then like a category you know B just Clemson and then a pretty good gap uh, you've got everybody else so if that means Ohio State's one and gets to play a two Ellis Alabama or a Pac-12 champion Utah, or even, you know, an offense uh, cancerous Georgia, I think that's for the best for Ohio State, a nice warm-up game for what the national championship could be. And out of those, I think most Ohio State fans would like to just see Utah squeeze into that last slot because, number one, we've seen Bama before, and we don't want to be on the other side of (laughs) potentially an upset with a backup quarterback because – that story's been told on our side, and we'd rather keep it like that. So, in my opinion, I'd rather take Utah in a one versus four matchup, probably out in the desert, uh, rather than than Alabama, Georgia. I don't really care either way. If we play them, it's no big deal. Yeah. And uh, did you go through the rest of the ranking? No, I haven't. Go ahead. Well, it's okay. So they got Ohio State at one, LSU at two, Clemson at three, Georgia at four, then. Uh, Alabama, who lost their starting five-star quarterback at five. Utah, who's one loss, uh, looking to go to their conference championship at six. 
uh, one loss Oklahoma at seven, one loss Minnesota, one loss Minnesota at eight, and uh, Baylor, one loss Baylor, and then uh, two loss Penn State there at ten. So, you know, a bunch of one loss teams. That'll change here through uh, conference championships. Definitely, you've got a bunch of teams that will have to play each other there. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how it turns out here. And then, of course, we're on to rivalry week here this week. And uh, so stuff to look ahead at. But Sure. Uh, Adam, who, who do we play this week? Well, we, we play that team up north, which is a, uh, which is a football team mm-hmm. uh, that represents a university mm-hmm. uh, north of Ohio. Uh-huh. And uh, why don't you talk about it for a second while I pull something up? No, that's totally fine, Adam. So big game this weekend. Um, There are people in charge, we'll say at Ohio State, who have taken a tradition away that we don't need to talk about. But the reason that you – let's – we'll say this. The reason that you know we play a certain team this week is because Mirror Lake in the middle of Ohio State's campus is currently bone dry. And I don't think I really need to see, say anything other than that. But it, there's only one point in the year where you'll find this beautiful lake at the centerpiece of Ohio State's campus in Columbus, Ohio, bone dry, and it's this week. And it's only been that way for the last – this is the first year it's been drained. Well, last year it was drained too, but this is the first year it's been drained like this. So anyway, you know what yeah. week it is based on the amount of liquid that's in the lake, wouldn't you say? Absolutely. And – as far as this is a rivalry that goes back more than a hundred years, uh, Ryan, do you know how many years it's, it has been going? I, I don't have that here. I want to say it's 116, but I don't want to be uh, quoted on that. No, go ahead. Here. Quote yourself. Yeah, go ahead. Well, you know what? We'll have the, the fact checkers come out, but all that to say is for probably the first 20 years of the rivalry, uh, uh, the team up North uh, had a pretty good handle on the situation. I think Ohio, Ohio state was still, kind of trying to figure out the game of football, the forward pass. These things hadn't been invented yet. They were still kind of working, feeling it out. Um, it, after that, it was pretty back and forth for a number of years, up until Woody Hayes and his emphasis on the game and beating that team. Uh, pretty dominant performance uh, through the 70s and 80s. It got a little faulty in the 90s through the Cooper era. Uh, great teams somehow measuring up a little bit short. Uh, but everything changed uh, 18 years ago uh, when Jim Trestle came to Ohio State and said this. And so, you know, since he made that statement, Ohio State's gone on a pretty good tear against the team uh, up north, only losing two games in the last 18 years, which I would say is pretty good. Ryan, what do you think? This will be the 115th matchup between the two teams this Saturday. Great. It's pretty exciting. The team that wears blue and yellow currently has 58 wins in the all-time series. Ohio State has 50. So they're eight behind, looking to make it seven behind. I can't wait. So 
Thank you, Adam. Going into kind of the game itself, you you look you take a look at the the predictors. ESPN has Ohio State. Um, whatever this whatever this thing means, their matchup predictor has Ohio State as a seventy four percent favorite. What do you think about that? I think it could be higher, but I know that this is a you know a storied rivalry and throw the records play. out, throw them out, throw throw the records out. Ryan, I got this to say right now. Okay. Mm-hmm. What does John Cooper, Ohio mm-hmm. State coach, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. current Jim Harbaugh, mm-hmm. uh, the university, the team up north head coach, what do they have in common? Both not very good records against their rivals. Not very good records against their rivals, but more specifically, they both started their careers 0-4 against their respective rivals. Ryan, this Saturday, Jim Harbaugh is looking at the option of being the first coach in either team's history of going 0-5. What do you think about that? I mean, I'm feeling pretty confident. and I'm confident, too. A lot of people are drawing a lot of lines to teams in the past that have gone into Ann Arbor and made a mistake. And, you know, knock on wood, that can't happen. The Buckeyes are, are ranked number one. They have got the best team that a lot of us have seen in a long time, the way they've handled uh their their conference play so far and if you look at the transitive victories over team you know common opponent teams like this shouldn't even be a game on paper now the issue is you got to throw the records out you know and michigan oh i said it is playing their best football here at the end of november it started off with them coming back and making it the game against penn state just a few weeks ago and they capitalized it against notre dame on a national stage by just trouncing them, but they, they've had some great wins. They get away with one and, and make it a, more of a blowout last week against Indiana, but Shea Patterson seems to have found some kind of rhythm. He's uh, on the season, got 21 touchdowns and five interceptions, uh, accounting for 200 or 2,500 yards. So they, they definitely rely on their passing game quite a bit more than us. Their leading rusher has 635 yards on the season Adam, you and I both are big fans of Master Teague on this podcast, so we know that Teague already has more than 1,000 yards as the running back backup for the Buckeyes. So if Michigan's going to beat us, their bread and butter is through the air. So it's really going to be a time for our defense to be able to step up and kind of hopefully show some definitely some first-round cornerback talent and see kind of ha- you know, how Fuller and Okuda are able to come through on the secondary and shut some receivers down. But – I mean, you got to feel confident for one one big reason. One thing that travels on the road and in bad weather and in good weather and in domes and out in the elements and in opposing fan bases is a defensive line. And it's arguable that Ohio State has probably the best defensive line in the whole country. And now that Chase Young's back and he's firing on all cylinders and had one of his best games just last week against Penn State, and he's coming off a few weeks of rest, you got to feel good about it. Ryan, I need you on the floor right now. Ten push-ups. You said it twice. I'm tired of it. I'm, cr- I'm, yeah, I'm, cr- I'm cranking them out. If Woody Hayes was here, man, he'd be reaching through this headset. You don't say it, all right? Mm-hmm. I like everything else you said, but you don't say it. I said a lot all of right? good things, but I said, I said two bad things. You said two really bad things. So I'm going to let you off here because you're my friend. You're my mm-hmm. fellow podcaster. Appreciate but- that. Thank you. You know, I couldn't agree with anything more you said. The, the thing that makes me feel really good this year is 
you know, Penn, we went up against Penn State, arguably who had the, the best rushing defense in the country, and we were able to impose our will on the ground. And not that I don't love Justin Fields slinging it, but if you told me that we would win this game and every yard we got was on the ground, I'd be perfectly fine with it because I know we can run better than they can and we can stop them from running better than they can. So uh, if that's what this game turns into, if the weather does turn heel, it gets wet and wild down there and, and we can't throw it, uh, I think that goes a lot better actually into our favor than, than what they would think. People see this, and you, if you look at the depth chart, Michigan has some issues at running back. Ryan? Yeah. Oh, yeah, you got me. Team up north has some, some issues uh, at running back uh, on depth. Their second guy was recruited as a linebacker. I think they've got a couple other position players that have switched. So if you're able to stop oh, kind of their first weapon on the ground, they're going to have a long day, especially if our rush defense is able to kind of fit through those gaps. Um, I mean, if you, literally, you, you look at it all on paper, and it, and it spells some pretty good news, especially for kind of the balanced offense you've seen from Ohio State this year. But, again, anything can happen. We've seen it. And as far as the paper goes, we've got a much improved Ohio State defense, mm -hmm. the same lethality of the Ohio State offense, but mm -hmm. even more balanced than it was last year. Mm -hmm. And on the other side of the ball, you've got a defense that lost its two best players to the mm -hmm. NFL. Really no returning starters of serious note. A, a lot of good players, not a lot of great players. Like if you go position by position of who do you take, Ohio State at this, you know, linebacker defensive back cornerback defensive end mm -hmm. none of their players what I would say you would take over any of Ohio State's defense and then at quarterback uh you know it, when you're confused about games usually it goes down to which quarterback do you have more trust in I'm taking Justin Fields all day what do you think I mean that that's it like we're going to talk about it more when we get into your last segment but it's going to be a crazy game and I'm excited that you're going yeah, give, give, give the people at home a little preview. What are you expecting? Yeah, guys, so uh, going to drive up with my good friend and uh, recently uh, bar certified lawyer, Devin Alexander, along with uh, Abram uh, Zahnfauer. Uh, he's actually from Columbiana County, uh, number five dairy producing county in the state, which is pretty good for them. We're going to be headed north up to Ypsilanti, and I have no idea if I said that correctly. Uh, which is a city, and I don't care if I said it correctly also, just so you folks of Ypsilanti listening know, we'll be heading north to that place, which is really close to uh, Ann Arbor, but I guess it's not technically in it. Uh, we'll be staying the night there and then uh, going to the game and uh, getting the victory and then getting back to Ohio just as quickly as possible. That's the plan. Adam, take us into the money line minute. Hey, uh, hey, everybody! Welcome to the Adams Moneyline Minute, uh, where the points are made up by Las Vegas, and the money does matter if you bank, if you gamble. So don't gamble. Uh, just a little recap from our last episode, just to show how wrong Adam is, and not to listen to him. Uh, Adam went ahead and uh, took Maryland to cover or uh, yes, uh, the 43 and a half point spread, which proved 
to be a fallacy, uh, not, not possible for Maryland to do. Ohio State was too good for them. After that, I said Penn State would beat and cover the seven-point spread uh, against Minnesota, uh, neither of which happened. And then I also said to take Alabama in that six-point uh, favorite uh, wrong again. So I went 0 for 3 uh, in our last podcast. But no worries, because this advice is going to be dead right. Uh, we open up here, Wisconsin versus Minnesota. And usually these games in the West uh, at the end of the season really are of little consequence. But we actually have a pretty hot matchup here. The winner goes to the Big Ten title game to give their best shot to Ohio State. Now, Wisconsin is a three-point favorite over Minnesota. And I just want to say that I'm riding with the Gophers. Give me those points, and uh, let's see them get it done there. Ryan, what do you think? I would love for that to happen. I'm going to go on the other side. I think the Badgers are able to make it happen. They're going to clear the three points. Minnesota's ride in the sun is over. P.J. Flex campaign for coach of the Big Ten year is put on hold. He'll probably still win it because the Big Ten won't give it to Ohio State, even though Ryan Dave deserves it. But I think Wisconsin gets it done against the Gophers on Saturday. All right. A nice split as usual. That's good. I think Minnesota's wide receiver core is uh, going to be something Wisconsin's really going to have some issues with. Moving on, the Iron Bowl. Uh, the bowl of what should be little consequence to the playoffs because neither team deserves to be there. But Alabama versus Auburn. Uh, Alabama is a three-and-a-half-point favorite. Ryan, what do you think about this? This is a two-a-list. Give me not Alabama. Toothless, no, not toothless. Throw it away. I'm tired of the jokes. They are not toothless just because they're from Alabama. They are two-a-list, the quarterback. <laughs> He's not playing. He's hurt. All right. Now, I'm sorry. What were you saying, Ryan? Give me Alabama. Alabama three-and-a-half. You Give know me. what, Ryan? You're right. Give me three-and-a-half. Lay the Alabama point down. This they're sucks. Good. They're going to win the game. They're going to win by uh, – they're going to throw screen passes and run it, and it's going to be enough to beat this not very good Auburn team. What if I told you that Auburn has a lot of similarities to Indiana? Our SEC listeners are shaking their fists, but it's true, okay? It's true. Take our good Indiana offense and just reverse it. You've got a good Auburn defense and nothing else. So – that being said, Alabama is going to get it three and a half, and then uh, ESPN gets to talk about how they're they're so deserving, even though they're not going to the conference championship. Moving on, Ohio State versus that team up north, a nine and a half point favorite. Ryan, I am a Buckeye true and through. I'm taking Ohio State in this matchup. Keep your points, meat chicken. Didn't say it, Ryan. What do you got? I don't want your stinking points. <laughs> no, I'm leaving them. Throw the points away. They're gone. Throw, throw them away. Just like the records, we're throwing the points away. Go Bucks. And that was Adam's Moneyline Minute. Well, I appreciate it. Adam, anything else for the people at home? I can smell you. No, I'm good, Ryan. <laughs> And nothing for the drive up or you going to the game or even a sign you're bringing for the people to watch for on TV. Listen, I'm just looking to Survive. get in and get out and not get messed with by any of these northerners, these hillbilly redneck snow living, uh, you know, hapless, toothless, no shot in lifeless 
uh, vagrants, vagabonds that live up north. I'm just looking to get in, get out, and uh, don't mess about and just uh, uh, yo-ho on home back to Ohio. All right. Well, for the good people at home, for me, for Adam, we'd like to thank you for joining this week. Uh, tune into the game on Saturday. We're going to do a recap podcast next week and hopefully get us excited for We'll see an undefeated Ohio State going into a Big Ten championship, but we'll have to wait. The game of the year happens on Saturday at noon. Tune in, grab your loved ones, burn some Wolverines, and we'll see you next week. Thank you for joining us for the Silver Bullet. 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 Bullet.